Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to our Palm Sunday service. It's wonderful to have Graham back with us this morning and lovely to have Addie's mum and dad as well. Um, As you can see, it's part of a different pattern of service this morning. But again, as usual, everything we need to follow the service is on our printed order of service today. So you can follow everything there. Just notice that there will be no announcements this morning and so our offering will be taken during the singing of the second hymn. So welcome to Jerusalem in the year 30-something. We don't know exactly when, but, you know, give or take, 30, 35, somewhere around there. And we are going to travel with Jesus during the next hour or so from the events of Palm Sunday through to the brink of Good Friday. As has already been said, we won't have any more announcements. There is lots of interaction. Please feel free to join in with it as much or as little as you like. But we're going to begin with prayer, followed by the Lord's Prayer in our own heart languages, first languages. So let's pray together. God of all times and all places, present with us in this place at this time, we praise and thank you that we gather today freely and without fear. No one has followed us to see where we went. No one will betray us to hostile authorities because we are here. In fact, if the truth is told, Probably nobody's very interested in what we are about this morning. So as we recall in story and song the events of long ago and journey through the emotions of what we call Holy Week, help us to discover something of the mystery we encounter so that we may inhabit it more fully and explore it more deeply. God, who in Christ calls us to yourself, hear us as we join our voices in many languages to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those 
trespasses against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. So I wonder, are there any disciples with us today? There's disciple Emma and disciple Bonnie. There's disciple Aidan and Esther and David. And there's disciple Ngweru. I wonder if you'd like to come with me on a journey to see what Jesus is doing in Jerusalem. Let's go up this end of the room, shall we, and wait to see what's happening. We are the disciples following Jesus to Jerusalem. We were just approaching the city when Jesus pulled us aside and told us, Go to a little village nearby. There you will find a little donkey tied up. You should take him and bring him to me. If anyone stops you, tell them that the Lord needs it. Well, we weren't very sure. But over time, we have learnt to trust what this man says. So we went to the village. Sure enough, we found the donkey exactly where he described. It was a tiny little thing, nothing special or grand at all. Jesus seemed happy with it though, and got on it to ride into town. Suddenly, people started throwing cloaks and palm leaves on the ground. So there was a path through the crowd. The biggest crowd we've ever seen. Everyone was talking about Jesus and all the amazing things he had done, shouting, Hosanna! 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 Come on, everybody, let's join the joyful procession and sing Hosanna to the King of Kings. Let's get you. Jesus, because he's on his way to the temple now. 
Let's find out what's going on in the temple. We are money changers in the temple of Jerusalem. We, all, we are all glad we heard Jesus is coming to visit us. We would bring big crowds which, would, which could be good for business. As soon as he, uh, he got here, though, you could tell he was upset. He threw over tables and shouted things about turning the temple into a den of robbers. I don't know who he thinks he is upsetting my business like that. But I'm, I'm going to tell the chief priests about how he acted. They already don't like him because of the things he's saying, so I hope they will be on our side. sit down and see what's happening.
I'm an expert in the law. I had heard a lot about this Jesus guy and wanted to find out for myself what he had to say. I know the scripture is like the back of my hand, so if he says anything wrong I will be there to make sure everyone knows. I thought I would ask him a question to test him. What is the greatest commandment? He answered immediately, but his answer surprised me. He didn't talk about all the rules which we have to follow, but just said, To love the Lord with all your heart, and to love your neighbor with all your heart. I had never heard it said so simply before, but what will happen to all our laws if that is true? Jesus and his friends have got up and left the temple and they're going to visit some of their friends in a village called Bethany outside of the city. Let's go with them and see what's happening. I am a follower of Jesus. I went to a meal served at Simon the leper's house. I'm not very rich, not even close, but I had a jar of pure nard, a perfume made of oil. I only had enough for one person, but it was my only belonging of value. It was going to be for my old age. I knew Jesus was coming, going to be at the meal, which is why I went. And when I saw him, I had such urge to show my devotion to him that I used it to anoint his head. 
Everybody started telling me off, saying that I was wasting it on him. So he stood up for me, he said. She poured perfume on my body to prepare me for burial. I didn't understand this because he was still alive.
let's travel again with Jesus and his friends. I am one of the disciples. I have to admit, I was a bit surprised when Jesus told us to go into the city and look for a man carrying a jar of water who would show us where the meal would take place. Why so much secrecy? But we did as he said, and as the sun set, we made our way up to the steps to a room where everything was ready and we settled down. I was shocked when he said, One of you is going to betray me. We looked at each other and all started to say, one after the other, Not me. To you. No? Not me. <coughs> I'm afraid it is true. One of you, sharing this meal, will betray me. Let's pray. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives us bread to eat and wine to drink. Amen. See this bread? Take it and eat it. It represents my body. this wine. Take it and drink it. It represents my blood of the new covenant.
at the very end of the meal. So let's tiptoe down the stairs and see where Jesus is going. He seems to be going to a garden. I am Peter, one of Jesus' disciples. After the meal, we went down to, to Gethsemane. Jesus seemed really sad now, and he said that he wanted to pray alone. We were to keep watch. I can't believe it. I had such a long day that I fell straight asleep. He came back and found us snoring. He woke, he woke us up and he was really upset with us. But you just couldn't stop falling asleep. The third time he came back and he said, The hour has come. Let's join Jesus in Gethsemane to pray. And we're following the pattern of prayer that he has recorded in the Gospel of John as using. There is a simple response to this prayer. When I say Christ of Gethsemane, would you join me in saying, hear our prayer? Christ of Gethsemane, hear our prayer. Jesus, praying for himself, said, Father, the time has come. Glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. Glorified God, we are awestruck by the mystery of Gethsemane. Whilst the synoptic gospels speak of Jesus' agony in the face of impending arrest and execution, John shows him resolute and focused on the purpose of it all. Perhaps if we dare to enter into the depths of our own experience, we'll discover that we too hold together fear and determination, grief and acceptance, desolation and hope. So we pray for ourselves, known and loved by you, that whatever this hour, this season holds for us, we too will find ourselves held in your embrace and strengthened for the challenges. Christ of Gethsemane, hear our prayer. Jesus, praying for his disciples, said, Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, so that they may be one as we are one. Triune God, we are awestruck by the mystery of unity. The history of the Christian church is riddled with schism and secession, accusation and excommunication. And yet, through 2,000 years, your followers have echoed Jesus' prayer for unity. Show us how we may learn to live together, a reconciled diversity, delighting in difference and confident in Christ. For our own fellowship here, we pray that we will grow in love, sharing the stories of our lives within the bigger story of your church. Christ of Gethsemane, hear our prayer. Jesus, praying for the world, said, My prayer is not for them alone. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Universal God, we are awestruck by the enormity of your call upon us as followers of Jesus to speak 
and to be good news in a broken and disordered world. It all seems too big, too complicated. Because we cannot do everything, we risk doing nothing. Show us individually and together the small, achievable ways in which we we may live the answer to Jesus' prayer and so discover more of the depths of your love. Christ of Gethsemane, hear our prayer. Amen. Just then Judas appeared. He was followed by a crowd of soldiers with swords and clubs, teachers of the law and priests. Judas kissed Jesus, a signal that he was the one to be arrested. We all tried to fight it, but Jesus stopped us and said something strange. The scripture must be fulfilled. He went with them. They took him to Sanhedrin court where they sentenced him to death. 